this season of music for me very much came from a place of like feeling like I was at this new frontier of really taking off the masquerade in my life. I, I, I love to be the, the songwriter that's the storyteller and kind of that third party perspective. Um, that's, that's what my music has very much been leading up to this project. I have allergies, but you know what? It doesn't matter because we have Tennille Towns today. Buddy, how are you? I'm well. How about you? I'm okay. You and I are like the allergy kings today. Got them when we were in Nashville. Well, I've always had them, but they really hit us like the last full day in Nashville and still haven't gotten over it. Uh, That's been almost, uh, you know, about five days since we've been back as we're recording this. And uh, jet lag, I know we've both had that, but we had an awesome time in Nashville, and we saw our guests there at the Opry, as yes. well as a couple love, months back. In love, George love the Opry. Straits, George Straits, um, straight to uh, Vegas. Vegas, yep. That we saw in February. She's every. As you'll hear me say when we kick off the interview, she's everywhere these days, and I think she's about to pop really big. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think so because she is opening for the right people you have to open for before you yourself just explode. And she said that she just did her first headlining tour in her native Alberta. So very exciting to have Tadeel Towns with us. Yeah, she was named uh, Forbes 30 under 30 class of 2022, uh, which we didn't discuss then, but she's also a two-time ACM winner as well as 10-time country music Canadian Country Music Association winner. Try to say that three times fast. CCMAs. Yeah, CCMAs. uh, Actually uh, won Female Artist of the Year for three consecutive years in 1920 and 21. Wow. She is just taking off. I can't wait to see what she does next. The EP is called Masquerades, and she gets very candid about the inspiration. To Neil Towns, oh my goodness, you are everywhere these days my gosh we saw you with george Strait. we just saw you on the opry you have a new ep coming out my goodness gracious how's 2022 treating you so far thank you for saying that it's been wonderful i've been having a blast i'm so grateful for the adventure so far and looking forward to what's coming too yeah the uh ep is called masquerades and it's got seven songs on it uh it'll be out a week as of this uh airing tell us about the project and what inspired it this season of music for me very much came from a place of like feeling like i was at this new frontier of really taking off the masquerade in my life i i I love to be the the songwriter that's the storyteller and kind of that third party perspective um that's that's what my music has very much been leading up to this project but over these past couple of years of being home and you know kind of being forced to to be alone with some of these more vulnerable and personal thoughts it's like i could not help the way that this season of music was just coming out that way and it's exciting and it's terrifying to share these songs that are more of my own personal truth but it's been such a cool discovery in this process of like taking off the the smiling face or the whatever the the mask is to just like 
set that aside and and i've i've kind of discovered this duality in myself that's like the reflective songwriter and the fiery you know entertainer the person who comes alive on stage it's like kind of being both of those things and 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 the light and the dark and optimism and realism like the balance of both of those things has has something that i'm just kind of walking through and learning about in this season of my life i hope that this music can can be uh, an invitation for anybody else to feel to feel comforted who might relate and feel the same way that i do love that phrase season of music is that how you think about it seasons of your life seasons of your music i do very much you know i think the songs that I'm writing are like pages from my journal and are very much the reality of, of how I'm looking through this window of this season of my life. And um, I, I think that will always be reflected in the, the songs I'm writing, the art that I'm making. And um, I, I, I do believe that will continue to be this like evolution of an adventure for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people just recently named you one of country music's most intriguing female artists of the moment. I mean, we've seen you live, like Matt said, and you get crazy on stage, you know, hopping around with the guitar. That's that's awesome. You don't see a lot of that. How does that accolade make you feel? It's an honor to hear that. I'm so proud to be a part of the music community of of um, coming up alongside so many new artists that I respect and admire and uh, to have a seat at the table is is really an honor to to feel like there's a community of people that I've met at shows, um, you know, of, of fans that have been like, these songs are my anthem. This is my truth, too. It's like to feel that community is the thing that means the most to me. I would not be here if it weren't for the people who are making these songs feel a part of their life and their story. And I, I love that it's our story together. So it's been such a fun adventure up to this point. And speaking of seeing you live, we, like I said, we saw you twice. You have so many uniquely designed guitars. And I always knew if we got you in the chair here, I'd want to ask you about that. Who designs them? Who comes up with the the patterns on the front? And who makes them for you? Yeah, so I had this idea that I wanted guitars to kind of be the time capsules to represent the different albums that I that I make. So we made one for the lemonade stand and I had my friend Louis Lavoie. He's an incredible artist from back in Alberta where I'm from. And I I drew out like a sketch of where I wanted all the different symbols and what lyrics that I wanted to be paired where. And I sat next to him as he painted it. And it was just it was so incredible to watch him and to see the uh, the songs kind of coming to life in a tattoo form on a guitar. And um, and then it came time to to start working on this new collection of music, which the beginning of that was in the heart of the shutdown of the, the pandemic. So I literally went to, I think I Amazoned some uh, some paint pens and mm-hmm. and kind of, I don't have an, an, a very immaculate sense of art artistic drawing, but I, I started the sunrise and just kind of like drew these straight lines as the new horizon of, uh, of music and of the light coming in through the cracks. And then recently I was just back up in Alberta and I had my friend Lewis, um, since we could be together again, uh, paint a little bit more on here. So That's we've gorgeous. got some oh, that is beautiful. And lyrics from uh, all the songs so far on Masquerades and plenty of room left for uh, the next the next part of the of the EP series with Silver Linings coming up as well. 
Wow. So what, what do you do with the guitars? Do you kind of display them after that album cycle? Um, well, at this point, I just kind of keep bringing them all with me. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like to play in different tunings. I, I play a lot in like Dad Gad tuned down to C. So, and I have a couple of songs that are in standard tuning. So now at this point, I've been bringing both acoustics out on the road with me so I can keep, I don't have to tune back in between uh, between both of those. So I don't know, maybe someday I'll have a, a whole collection I'll get to bring out on the road with me and just change guitars for multiple songs. We'll see. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. And uh, speaking of Alberta, your home, you just recently hosted your 12th annual Big Hearts for Big Kids event. Such a big accomplishment with that. You've been doing it since you were 15. Tell us about that and tell us how much you raised. Thank you. I mean, I started this event when I was 15, hearing about kids who were my age and my own hometown who were sleeping in a youth shelter bed at night. And, you know, hearing about that was just so crazy for me to wrap my head around. And I wanted to do something to help. And music is my way of bringing people together. So I typed up a sponsor letter and my mom drove me around after school. And we went to different local businesses asking people if they'd like to come to the show. And I was so amazed at how many people said yes. And we decorated the hall and set everything out. And the night of our first event, the shelter had to close their doors due to lack of funding. And it was this mm. moment of everybody looking at each other going, this, this is significant timing. We are meant to come together tonight to get this, get these doors back open. So that night I witnessed my, my hometown raising over $30,000 for the sunrise house. And I was wow. blown away. I was like, if this is what music can do, I'm in. And we've continued that event every year since. And it has far exceeded any initial expectation that I've had. And it has truly made me believe that anything is possible. I just wholeheartedly do believe that because of this, because it's been over 2.4 million in the past 12 years. And we, oh. we just had our 12th event a couple of weeks ago and it was over $450,000 in one night, which is insane. So it's just continued to grow. And I'm so excited now we're actually going to be starting up a, a big hearts mini tour um, which has always been a part of my dream and my vision as as the music kind of keeps unfolding to be able to combine my love of music, of community spirit, and of local charitable causes. So we've reached out to a few fans that we've gotten to meet over the past few years and gotten to know. And we're like, hey, tell me a cause that you're passionate about, something in your community. Invite your friends. I'll bring my guitar and we'll see what we can do together. So we've got a handful of those shows coming up this May and I could not be more excited for those. That is a really creative way to do that. That's, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to those shows. Yeah. And uh, as a, uh, as a younger artist, you've actually made some Canadian history on the media based charts. You're the first one with two number one singles from uh, album tracks, actually tell us what that feels like. That was an incredible honor. I mean, I I grew up, you know, listening to the radio in the backseat of the car as a kid, just dreaming of what it could feel like to stand on a stage someday and have my songs come through those speakers and have some little kid in the backseat singing along. So it is a, a very surreal full circle moment to me to to be to be on the radio now and to feel the support and encouragement of of uh, the Canadian country music, you know, radio community, and 
to every single person out there who's turning it up as they're driving around. It's it's just, it's incredible to me. So I got to do, we got to do our very first headlining tour up in Canada um, this past December and seeing everybody come to the shows and like sing along to all the songs was the most overwhelming, beautiful feeling to me. And that that's the dream is, is all of us singing along together. So um, it, it meant yeah. a lot to celebrate those singles for sure. Now, this is a question I've had, and the answer could be no, I don't know. But do you notice a difference between the country music that comes out of Canada versus the country music that comes out of here, out of the States? Do you, do you notice any sort of difference in the DNA? Is there, is there any sort of lineage there? You know, honestly, I don't. I think that to me, music is music. I have, I, I really do feel like music does such a good job of pushing down all of the walls that we put up sometimes. And I think that the, the soundtrack of what it means to like feel that sense of home, not really as a physical place, but as like a feeling, I think that that is delivered in country music as a common thread anywhere around the world. It's like that, that feeling in ourselves of home, um, I think is such a foundation of, of what it means to tell the stories of country music. And those stories feel very much the same of what I grew up with in Grand Prairie, Alberta, as to what I see around here in Tennessee or what I've seen in London or Australia or wherever it might be. So I, I do love that music is this kind of, I don't know, unifying thing that makes us feel a lot closer around the whole world. Yeah, and uh, before we let you go here, um, you've been opening for some big names. I mean, Brad Paisley, you opened for my girlfriend, Reba. Uh, that was... <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other A-list stars like George Strait. We saw you in the Straight to Vegas shows back in uh, February. What is that reception like? And what are those uh, those conversations like for you to receive that phone call? Like, hey, you're going to open for these stars. I can't even believe that those things have been real life. Honestly, I'm such a fan of everyone that I've had the honor of getting to open up for. It's like to, to, to feel, to, to have the opportunity to go watch and learn from them on stage, just to attend the show as a fan is the coolest thing. I stood there singing along to every Reba song and to all yeah. the George Strait songs. It's like, this is insane. So it, it really is such a dream to get to meet their audience too. They have such an incredibly kind audience you know the both of those artists who they're they're just like listening they're so attentive to the music and and it was so fun to stand up on their stage and see see their fans smiling out there and feeling like i was making new friends so i loved the opportunity to get to be a part of both of those tours that's fantastic and then the opry we got to end with this because um we saw you just over a week ago yeah, almost two weeks ago, <clears throat> excuse me, getting over some allergies, just over uh, almost two weeks ago at the Opry, you walked out. No, it wasn't your debut, but I know it sure feels like, looks like it feels like the first time you play the Opry every time these people step out on the stage. Describe that feeling of standing in that circle. It's like, it's unlike any other place in, in the whole planet that I've ever stood on. It's like, it really does feel like sacred ground. It feels like you are 
standing on the same spot that my heroes have stood, that the the founders of the family of country music have, have graced. And mm-hmm. you can't help but stand anywhere in the Grand Ole Opry and just feel the sense that there's like angels around you. And it's so, so beautiful in there, even before I ever got to play it, just attending the show as a country music fan, sitting in those seats, dreaming of what it could feel like to stand up there someday, you still feel it. It's like, oh, the spirit of country <laughs> music is alive and well, and I will never not be nervous, like to my the center of my core, walking out on that stage, just thinking about the significance of of the history that has existed and, and been a part of the Grand Ole Opry. So, so honored how, to get to play. How- how do you decide the three songs and then buddy, you can take the last thing and rap, but how do you decide the three songs that you're going to do? Because I think you did what a wonderful world to close out your set. Yeah. So it's always like a bit of a mystery with the Grand Ole Opry. There's always, it's living and breathing, you know, because I was actually supposed to just do two songs. So I thought, okay, I'll introduce a new one from the Masquerade EP. And then I was really excited to get to bring my friend Nate Smith out to do yes. our duet that um, we've released together. And he made his Grand Ole Opry debut earlier that night. So it was an honor to be a part of that celebration. And then with the uh, Keith Urban ended up having to change his dates. And so um, because he wasn't coming, they were like, hey, can you do an extra song at the last minute? And um i was standing there going i wonder what i what i should do acoustic and i i literally just kind of started humming that song and felt the uh the grand Ole Opry angels whispering it to me and went for it <laughs> oh it was beautiful it Thanks. was beautiful and uh Janelle, thank you for the time you've given us good luck with everything congrats on all the wins and truly nominations and uh, we hope to see you back on the road again soon well thank you i can't wait to cross paths with you guys again soon and uh thank you so much for having me today and lifting up the ep masquerades i really appreciate you guys yeah, absolutely take care you take too care. bye now right, bye well, she's got a long career ahead of her, and you heard yeah, her say does. part two, or this is actually a series of EPs. So we'll see how many she's uh, got left on that and uh, what is next for her. Uh, she's got a lot of great success and looking forward to, you know, like we told her, to see her back on the road again, because she's really becoming uh, quite the entertainer. You know, she flings her hair around and jumps around with that guitar, and that's not an easy feat, I'm sure, because those guitars are not light no and like i and i think the uh the art on the guitars is gonna be her signature going forward Mm -hmm. i really do so i'm excited to see what she does and i actually really like her voice and what i was getting at with the canada thing and see if you maybe you can understand it i couldn't between all the head stuffiness i couldn't think of an articulate way to put this so i'm just gonna get out there and say it between Shania and Tennille and some other Canadian artists, it seems like a lot of the resonance is right here in the sinuses. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've noticed that with Canadian singers. Now that's not a bad thing. Um, some people like that, some people don't. I like that she sort of, for lack of a better word, has a bit of an, a nasally tone to her voice. Mm-hmm. I think it just adds another layer. Same with Shania, she, she sings kind of up here. So that's something I've noticed with Canadians is they they tend to have a little bit more nasal and sinus in their music. Well, I, I off could, base I, in saying that, I, I don't know. 
yeah, no, go ahead. I, I can hear that. Uh, I, I can hear what you're saying there. And uh, yeah, like you said, it brings in another tone and it's unique too. And I think that's what country music is needing right now is some uniqueness is, and it always has it, but you know, it, it's moving it forward in that direction too. But Terry Clark is Canadian and I don't hear nasally uh, singing true. in her voice. That's true. I, uh, I will say though with Tennille, and this is a great thing when you listen to her and she comes on the radio, even if you don't know what song it is, go, Oh, that's Tennille. That's mm-hmm. Tennille Towns. Yeah. She has a really distinctive voice. And it's going to carry her really far. Yeah, and she's a great songwriter and, uh, you know, just strums that guitar like crazy and really oh, yeah. gets into it. So she lets the music move her and uh, Masquerades is the new EP. It's out now. You can get it uh, digitally and uh, anywhere, I guess, music sold. Um, and uh, it, it's great what she's doing with the uh, Big Hearts for Big Kids, too. You know, It really is. It, making uh, charities a lot of money there. Exactly. So we wish her all the best and to come back anytime she wants, because we know she's going to be huge. So for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And um, buddy, thanks for listening and watching. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe and share button and follow us at uh, tmupod.com as well as the Music Uni and the musicuniverse.com for the main hub of all your news and reviews. Take care.